Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. It's great to be with you for episode 42, Thanksgiving, why I'm thankful for school with Creed and Clarity Cargill. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. Well, I've got something really special in store for you. This episode is releasing on Thanksgiving Day, 2020. And I wanted to take this episode to pause and reflect on why I'm thankful for American schools. And there's no other way that I would rather do this than sharing with you my two Congolese kids, uh, Clarity and Creed. Now, Clarity and Creed spent the first several years of their lives in an extremely impoverished area of the world. Their original home is Kinshasa, which is the capital of the Democratic Republic of Congo. That is in South Central Africa. It's just an amazing country. It's huge. Uh, It's basically the size of the middle United States. I mean, it is monstrous. And it's, a, it's a highly impoverished. It's got a lot of difficult areas to live in. And some are dangerous, very dangerous. And after almost five years in the United States, uh, I found they have a much different perspective on schools than most who have always lived here. And so in this episode, Creed and Clarity are going to share a little bit about their experience of school in Congo and what it's been like here. And I think that you will really enjoy listening to them uh, they have uh, their little funny mannerisms. I wish you could see them as they were talking here and we recorded this, but uh, uh, it's, it's, it's funny to listen and their accent is great. And they, they sometimes will talk about things and they just kind of laugh and then other times they get real serious. And so I hope that you can hear their heart through this. And uh, I, I really hope that you gain a lot and uh, appreciate uh, what we have in American schools uh, by the end of this. So let's get started with the interview with Creed and Clarity Cargill. They are fifth graders at Christian Heritage Academy in Dell City, Oklahoma. And then I'll be back with you at the end of the episode to wrap this up. All right. You want to get into the mic and say hello? Get right up to it. Say, say hello. Hello. Tell us who you are. Um, I'm Creed Cargill. And I'm Clarity Cargill. Well, this is a special Thanksgiving episode, and we're talking about what we're thankful for. And I know you guys, you know, have, uh, you know, a long journey that you took to get here, but I want to focus on schools. And, you know, a lot of people complain about school and about why they don't like it, Um, you know, all the bad things about American schools. But, man, we know that uh, we got it pretty good here. So I know when you get Sunshine House, is a big deal when you guys get to go to school. And I, you guys were really excited about that. Talk about that. Do you remember the day that you were told that you were going to get to go to school? Yeah, it was, it was super exciting. And it was kind of a little nervous. but. And I remember we got pictures of you guys your first day of school. And so you were in your uniforms. Talk about that, Creed. Do you remember that day that you got your uniform? Lean into that mic there and, and talk about that. Well, you know, you know. You know, uniform was fine, but it was very big, and um, but it was very good to go to school. We enjoyed all those stuff, and um, we're very thankful that um, our mom and dad um, they deliver those stuff so we can go to school. It, it's very fun. 
I remember you were standing there in your uh, dress shirt and Clarity had her skirt on and you had your pants on and your shoes because you had to have your shoes to go to school and you both had your backpacks and the picture that we got sent. What was that like getting your very first backpack? Let's just say it was amazing. And yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. It was very cool. We can pull up anything we want inside of there, and no one will find out what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get your first backpack, you get your clothes, you get your shoes, you get dressed, they take a picture of you, and then what happened from there? What was it like the first day of school? Yeah, well, for me, for my first day of school, I was kind of a little nervous because I didn't know anybody, and uh, uh, we had to learn this new language and it was French and we spoke Lingala and so it was harder for us to communicate with um, other students and teachers and so it was kind of scary a little bit. Creed, what was it like for you? Do you remember first day? Well, to, for me, it's kind of the same thing. I was nervous and um, I really didn't know anybody in there, but I think like the second day and I made a good friend in and there, so it was pretty good on my like second day. So you'd walk there with your friends, you show up to school, and then you find out at school that you can't even speak the language that you speak. And so you only spoke Lingala, which wasn't even a language documented until like 1976 or something I read. But you get to school and you find out you have to speak French. So what happened? I mean, did the teacher just say, you will not speak Lingala or what? Well, no. They didn't say that to us, but we just we just uh, knew that we had to learn the new language for for in order for us to do our homework and stuff and to communicate with other people. So, would the teacher speak to you in Lingala? Yeah, I mean, he could speak just a little bit of uh, Lingala, but mostly he was more like a like a French. So when he taught, would he only teach in French? Yes. So what what would happen if you got caught speaking Lingala? Because you told me that you were only allowed to speak French. So what happened if you got caught speaking Lingala? Well, what would happen is that, so you'll come to school and then you're going to get a big weapon. The real deal. You won't like it. And then. Like with what? With like. Well, it wasn't belt. It was like with sharp stick. Ooh. And so, um, well, our teacher, he was a boy, and he was super mean to us. And I, yeah, we didn't like him. One time, um, when I went to school, I was late, and I came to class, and I was raining when we were in class. I told him if I can go use the bathroom, he and he said no. So I would, I really needed to go very, very bad. So he he's kind of sleepy, he sleeps like all the time. At school, he sleeps. What? Okay, good money for him to watch you sleeping. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. Um. So one time, once once he was asleep. So I decided since I needed to go to the bathroom very bad, I decided to sneak out. So once I did, I got away with it first. But once I was done using that for my came back in class, 
he was ready with the belt to ride everything. So he he whipped me with it. Oh my gosh, not good. Oh no, it wasn't good. And then whenever he went home, so the uh, uh, people that would take care of us, so they found out because, of course, the teacher was saying the message was, was something to them. And then, uh, so what they would do for a punishment, they will uh, take like pencils and then they will tell you to uh, put your hands together and then they'll put the pencils between your, your um, hands and then they will like pull pressure on them or squeeze them down. So I, I know that, you know, those listening can't see you. I know you're demonstrating it in front of me here, but uh, so what, what Claire is doing is crossing her fingers, inter- intertwining her fingers together, and then they would put pencils between them each. and between each finger, and then they would squeeze the fingers together and push down. So you're, yeah, basically torture, <laughs> like painful, painful. You don't want to, it's bad. That uh, obviously is not good. Uh, that sounds awful. So, in school, you would try you try to learn, uh, obviously, but that was really the first time you guys had uh, experience like real school. And I mean, you were young. I mean, the first time you had gone daily trying to learn um, at school, and so it had to be difficult to try to not only understand the words but to do your work. Well, we did have some other other kids that were living in the um, same house as uh, we did that they went to school with us. So that kind of, that helps some. Yeah, that kind of helped a little bit. Kareem, tell us, I, I know if there's one thing you love here in America, you love to eat. So ter- turn that mic towards you there and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what it was like in Congo. I, I know that food wasn't exactly something that you had a lot of there. And so, Talk to us about food and then talk to us about what you would eat at school. Well, yeah, like my dad said, there wasn't a lot in Congo. So we had to try to figure out something like if we want to go. Eat. So sometimes we'll walk in the street and find some food. Whatever we find, that will be what we eat. And what I like to eat is like almost everything. That's all I can I'm I'm really not a picker, so I can eat almost everything. I think everything is awesome. It's great. And so when you went to school in Congo, what would you take for your lunch? What would you eat on a, on a day at, at school when you had lunch? So you had an, um, an option. So you can either save your food that I used to eat in breakfast time. You can either at your lunch, or you can eat your breakfast and not have lunch. And sometimes we wouldn't eat lunch because we were hungry for breakfast, and then we just have to go home hungry. And then we would have to skip lunch. Now, you told me sometimes you would take um, fruit. You told me that sometimes uh, you would take an orange to school. And I said, yes. I asked you, I said, so you would you would eat one orange? Yes. And you said, you said, no, not one orange, one slice. Yeah, it was just one slice of orange. And that would be your lunch. Yeah, that would be your lunch for the whole entire day until you get home. And was that common? Is that common, what you might eat on a, on a day at school? Yes. 
for us was. And then sometimes we will see the other kids like getting, like going to the center stand, getting some stuff. Well, we, well, we won't, I mean, we couldn't do that because we had a bunch of crews with us and we didn't have all the money for um, each individual uh, kid to just go buy whatever they wanted. So we were just not eat. Yeah. Yeah. What What was it like? I mean, uh, I assume it's hard to learn when you're hungry. Yeah. It It was. If we didn't, like, we got one slice of orange, we took it to school. And sometimes when you're very hungry, we will go to lower grade, like pre-K kindergarten. And, um, they have this um, food for them in the back end. Um, when the teachers out, we'll go in the kindergarten classroom and um, grab stuff out of the out of the um, back end or whatever, and um, or take away fast since we were very hungry. So you're you're trying to survive, trying to eat what you can when you can. Mm-hmm. Talk about water at Abomina. What? How did how did that work? You'd show up to school, and what would you what would you do? For I'm water? for sure they had stuff, some bucket of water, but when we were at our family's house in Congo, there was we had to go down this long street or something, and there will be like a water where everybody goes go swim and play on it. So we had to go and just go to bucket and just. Um, get water and not walk all the way back home um, up the hill. So it was very difficult. That's how you get That's water. That's how you get water. Mm-hmm. So, Clarity, you said that was a pretty hard, you said that was a pretty hard walk to go up that hill. You said it, you were mm-hmm. young. Mm-hmm. You'd have to drag those jerry cans and you said they were really heavy yeah. and sometimes yes. you'd have to do two. And yeah. Tell us about that. Well, it was hard because we were very little, but uh, we knew that if if um, we didn't go get those waters, then we would either be thirsty and maybe die or something. And yeah, sometimes we would have to go super early in the mornings to go get those waters, and it was super dangerous. There are some people in Congo that sometimes they like to steal kids, and um, yeah, and so we just have to watch out for that. Creed, you talked about, you told me that, you know, sometimes there was no water and you'd search for water and sometimes there was no water. So what would you Well, do? we had some very good friends that we had in Congo, like neighbors. They'll help us out. We'll help each other out. And so sometimes, yeah, like we don't have water. We'll go ask them if they have any water. They give us a few. And sometimes we'll do the same thing just help each other back and forth. So you go to Congo school for a while. You are in this room of, you know, these tables. What what were the, what was that like? Did you have plenty of pencils? Were you at your own desk? What was what was a school classroom like? Was there, you know, go ahead, Clarity. Well, it was like this. So we had to sit on these bar stools. Is that how you say it? Bar stools? Uh, oh, okay, so not bar stool, but bench. bench. Yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't have your um, own seat. So there will be multiple uh, kids sitting in uh, um, benches, and then you'll um, have one bench in front of you, and then one bench where uh, you can you know, sit on and you know, all your work and stuff. And so there was no chance. You just have to sit on the benches. 
that sometime like your back will hurt. And then it was because it wasn't yeah, a chair. It was, I mean, you're just yeah, sitting over there. Well, you have to the whole entire time. And I'm sure that if you didn't sit correctly and yeah, all that, and then the teacher will notice, and then you have to get a whip. And yeah. And that's uh, obviously not good. And you've told me about some of those. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you did you have paper and pencil that you got to do yes. your work with? It had papers and pencils and stuff like that. But yeah, we did have paper and pencil and stuff. But since we ran out of pencil, we had to go rock, rock around and find pencil that people have left left in the ground. So we had to keep it and. Uh, so what if you couldn't find a pencil? Well, and then you know what to ask. And if they have one, or call the teacher back. If if the teacher will call you back, that's not a good or bad. Let's say like what. So it's like that. If, so if you lose your stamp, so you have to go talk to the teacher. Yep, and you did not no. want to do that. No. So you're trying to find that pencil, whatever yep. you got to do. In the in the classrooms, now it's hot in Congo. Very, I mean, it is hot. That is humid. I mean, oh my gosh. I, it, the air is thick. These classrooms are not enclosed, are they? I mean, they're open to the outside. Is that There's correct? There's no door. No door, no windows. I mean, it's just, I mean, no glass yeah, windows. No glass. Well, open yeah. windows, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and so you, you sit there in the heat. <laughs> it's not yes. like you have air conditioning or you have a no fan, fan on you. No. There's no electricity in this room. No, and so that's why you, you have to be there in a um, certain time. You have to you have to make sure you're there when it's light. But also, yes. you have to make sure that when class is over and you have to go back home, that it's still daylight. Correct. Why is that important that it's still daylight? before you walk back home. It's dangerous, yeah, isn't it? So like yeah. yes, well for our kids like us since we had a big crew with us, like we wouldn't want to walk you know, walk in the dark. We have some younger kids that were going to school with us too, like pre career and kindergarten and stuff like that. And so we had to make sure that we were there at the Shunstein house whenever as as soon as possible school was out for us and so we have to, you know, Get out. Just for the listeners now, what's interesting here is we're talking about the dirt roads. Uh, we're talking about walking to school, walking back. And when we walk back and we mentioned Sunshine House, I mean, what we're referring to here is a very high concrete wall that goes all the way across the front of the property with a large iron double gate that opens that you can drive through and get yes. shut and locked. The top of the concrete wall, which is probably 12 feet up, I mean, it's way up there, has shards of glass in it or wire or different things. So no one can go over that um, to steal you. I mean, it's like that's you've got to get behind the wall and you got to get it secured. And you have to be there at night or very bad things are likely to happen. Yeah. But once inside, uh, then we were, were safe. Now, you come to America. Um, you arrive in April of 2016. Don't know any English. No. Uh, it's no. obviously it's a crazy time because you're here. Well, actually, let's uh, let's say that we we could you know say some. Oh yeah, you could say a few things. Yeah. I mean, you could yeah, hello and that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, hungry, that kind of thing. I mean, you could say very basic. Sure. So that summer you start. Uh, 
English starts developing pretty quickly. Within a couple months, we were communicating pretty well. And then by that fall, it was like, okay, are we going to go to school or what are we going to do? So we get to August and we say, uh, yeah, we're going to go try to put you in school. Now, I remember that you guys had some fears about going to school in America. Will you talk about that? What, what were your thoughts? Well, <clears throat> my, thought, my thoughts was that when we get to school and um, that's when we got out of the car, that we would think that our mom and dad will leave us or stay over there forever. And so we thought they won't come back and get us, but we realized that it wasn't true. They talked us over it and told us that they will always be there for us. Well, my thoughts were, uh, I was thinking that it will be like a Congo school where uh, you have to be there on time, which, yes, you you do got to be there on time. But I thought it would be like weapons and stuff like that if, if um, let's say that you, um, you know, uh lost your pencil and then you had to borrow from the teacher and stuff like that. And so, yeah. Well, I, I remember uh, your teacher, uh, who was just amazing, Ms. Doubleton. Um, I remember we went and met with her before and we had told her about a lot of your fears. And one thing Ms. Doubleton did is she used a stick pointer at the chalkboard. And I remember the day we went and met with her, she, she gave each of you a stick pointer like she used. And she wanted you to practice at home to know that the stick was safe, that she would never use the stick to hit you. And it's amazing because it's something that we would never even consider here. But for you guys, it was important to know that in America, the line we've used many times, no stick, no wire. You go to school and, uh, you know, you, you said you, were, you had some concern that, you know, we were going to leave you. And uh, I think that was an important one is that Carly, the first day of school, when uh, mom drove in the drive-thru to pick up kids, Carly got, got in the car first, and Shelly said to her, uh, word for word, she said, Carly, how was school today? And Carly said, Mommy, you came back for me. That was her exact words that she responded with that first day. And it was something that we did not realize was such a concern, but it is interesting. Uh, that uh, that was the first thing that she said, and obviously a concern of yours as well. Now, what about uh, lunch at school? What, what What's your thoughts on, now listen, kids here, they complain about school lunches all the time. They're always complaining about school lunch. So <laughs> yeah. tell us about what you think about lunch at school. When it comes to lunch, you got to eat everything you can. There's no wasting time, nothing that way. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. I, sometimes my friends, they, they have a, Chick fil A sandwich or bread to pull the crust off and the trash. Sometimes I'm like, why are you throwing this? Like, do you know how hungry you were when you were in the country? And it's like, well, that's a crust. I'm just talking them like you're crazy. I'm like, if I had a sandwich, it, it will never go in the trash. Everything will be eaten because I remember how hard it was for us to find food in Congo. Yeah, no doubt. And so are, are you amazed at how much oh, food yeah. kids oh, get here? Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Some of them barely eat. They just throw the rest away. It's kind of ridiculous because the parents are having to pay like $5 for them to get how much is. 
and they're not eating all of their food and they're just wasting their parents' money and they're throwing it away. Famous line that parents say here is they say, you better eat that. There's a kid in Africa who's starving who would love to yes. have that. It's true, yes. huh? Yes. It really is a true line. So mm-hmm. kids complain about American school lunches, though. They say, oh, the food's bad. <laughs> the food doesn't taste good or whatever. I mean, yeah. listen, based on what you're saying, it doesn't matter. You're thankful, right? Yeah, you're thankful. If uh, you were, you know, like us, then you would know like how hard it was for us to find food and stuff. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I can see it on your face how serious you are right now, and uh, I know you can't you can't see it on online, but Clarity's even covering her face a little bit right now, and uh, it's uh, it's emotional to some degree when you when you talk about it and you talk about how hard it was, and uh, uh, man, it's a good time. It's a good time that you're here, and uh, yeah, I wish you could see her. Uh, right now talk about it so anyway um hey i remember when we went to school you guys were amazed you had your own desk you remember that when we walked into class the first time you were amazed you were like this is my desk i get to sit here that's pretty cool huh what about what about water what do you think i mean here in america at your school and clarity we know you love your water it's like drink this much love this you can go back and get you some more after you're done well, in Congo, we couldn't do that. Have water in well, it's gone. Creed, are you amazed that you can walk up to the wall and there are those silver things on the wall and you press that little bar, that button, and that little clean fountain of cold water just flows continuously out of a water fountain? Are you amazed by that? Oh, yes, I am. Very. And you remember uh, when you came home to America, you guys didn't even like cold water because you'd never had anything cold before. You wanted it to be warm. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and now, isn't that pretty awesome? Uh, just the, the endless amount of cold water. Yes. So, Clarity, you told me this story once about how in your class um, you're able to have water bottles. Mm-hmm. And you told the story. And listen, for all of you listening, Clarity drinks more water than any human I have ever met. I mean, this girl is a water drinking machine. <laughs> Um, but uh, she was talking about how she would refill her water bottle like six, eight, ten times a day. You know? These are big water bottles too. But uh, yeah. she was telling me the story how one day one of her friends was kind of giving her a hard time about how much water she was drinking and that she was drinking too much. And uh, do you remember the story of what you told her that day? Um, no, I don't remember. You told her, you said, do you know what it's like to not have water? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what you told me. You told me the story that day. You said, you asked her, you said, do you know what it's like to not have water? And you said, I know. I've been there when I didn't have water. I like to drink water. Mm. That was a pretty good story and definitely uh, one that hits home. I mean, to think about that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. And so uh, playing sports, um, you guys got to play soccer this year, which was amazing. And you got to first year. First year, yeah. yeah. You're going to get to do some CHA uh uh, the school they go to, Christian Heritage Academy, going to do some Christian Heritage Academy sports coming up soon. I know you're excited about that, but you guys were telling me that back home in Congo, I mean, it wasn't like you had soccer balls. I mean, you guys want to play soccer. What, what would you use? Left of, leftover paper, and then we would roll them up into a ball, and then we, we would just start playing with them, like, treating them like a soccer. And soccer was very 
it was the main experience that it was like for people to play. And you guys weren't exactly putting on soccer cleats to play, were you? No. Run around barefoot because you didn't own yes. shoes. And, uh, you know, other, other than the ones you uh, wore to school, you'd never owned a pair of shoes. I mean, it was like coming to America was incredible. And kids here gripe about how many shoes, not having the right kind of shoes or how many. And you guys were just happy you had a pair. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, Creed, put the microphone there to you. What Tell us, you're excited to get to play sports in America, huh? Talk about that for a second. Well, what I'm very excited to play, um, sorry, is football. That is one of my very, very favorite. Um, it's very one of my very favorite sports, and I can't wait to play in grade. And um, I, that is mine. My, my, my second one is soccer. Once my dad and mom told me that well, I'm going to play soccer with my friends, I was very excited. And um, once I got there, my friend and I, we guys were happy. We had a great time. So I'm very happy that we, that we play sports and stuff. Clarity? Sports. You excited about getting to play some? Talk about that. Talk about what you do and what you like. Well, my do is I'll, I I really like to run and I do run a lot but just you know that's that's one thing that, that, that I like to do um, it just kind of makes me feel you know, happy and not super stressful like make you know worrying too much and you've been successful yeah you've been successful yeah. in running and jumping yeah. and stuff it was two years ago right in third grade my dad well told my dad that um, I wanted to be in a track, you know, doing track. So my dad was like, not sure about it. And he said that we could try it. We did. And I did good. Yeah. National runner-up and long jump. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. So Junior Olympics. Yeah. AU Junior Olympics. Yeah. And then what other what other sports are you enjoying? Well, right now, I am playing on the competitive basketball team, and um, in seventh grade, I'll be able to start volleyball. Good. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, and, and I think when kids uh, complain about, you know, the sports here, different things, I mean, man, they should be so thankful that they have the opportunity to play, right? And that they're yes. safe, and I mean, you guys can go outside and play, and you know, you didn't even feel like you could go outside at night. I mean, in the past, if, unless you were behind the wall. And now you guys will play till it's dark out here. And, yeah. you know, you just, you have a ball. And I think the other thing is, is, you know, when you're hungry and when you're, you don't have water and you're hungry and you don't have shoes, you don't have, you know, good clothes. Uh, it, it's hard to enjoy running around and playing. Yes. And uh, now you've got a lot of, you got a lot of health and, and you're able to, do what God's gifted you with, which is some pretty awesome abilities. So, Creed, one more thing. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about band. I know you're excited to be a drummer, and uh, so uh, you know, talk about that. You you naturally gifted in in drumming, and so talk about why you're thankful uh, for the ability to be in band uh, in coming up here in America. Well, I'm very thankful to be in band. At CHA, um, because I never been in a real 
been before. I, God just gift, gifted me with that ability, and um, I'll be about to be playing that seventh grade or something. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah, and, the, and your school got you on a little drum line. You yeah. got your, your drum class right now, and get to do that. And, uh, you get to you got to bang away at the uh, at the uh, arts festival just recently, and that was kind of fun to, to kind of show your skills. A yes, bit. it was. Well, what do you want to say to kids um, in America? We'll go clarity first, and we'll go with creed. Um, what would you say to the kid in America who is taking school for granted, and just saying? I hate school. Uh, you know, I, I hate this. I hate, you know, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do my work. What What would you say to that kid in America? You shouldn't be complaining. You should be very thankful for getting to have all this stuff because um, as you can see, there's a lot of kids that they would wish those things that you're not, you know, being thankful to. So, yeah. Creed, what would you say to the kid that just griping, just hates school, hates what what do you want to say to Yeah, the it's kid? kind of the same thing like my sister clearly said. Yes. You shall be very thankful for uh, forever you have when I was in Congo I I didn't have all that stuff, so we shouldn't complain. We all shall be thankful and um, be proud for what we have in stuff. Well, you guys have been an amazing blessing to us. It's challenged us. It made us rethink everything that uh, we took for granted as well. And so I'm, uh, man, just so happy that God brought us together as a family. And I'm excited to get you, watch you grow up and uh, and see what's in store for your future. But hopefully this episode simply uh, challenges people to pause and be thankful this Thanksgiving. I mean, for what we have in our schools. I mean, those times that we gripe about uh, the computers or the, the technology or the air is not right or I don't have my right code or my shoes don't look right or, or man, I wish I had this kind of pencil or I hate this pen. Maybe we'll just pause after this and say, gosh, I'm, I'm thankful I have a pencil and I'm thankful I don't you know have to take a beating in order to get another pencil. And uh, we gripe about those meals that we're getting at school that maybe we're thankful that we actually get to eat a meal. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, that... Uh, that we have a place to go and be safe. So, all right. Well, anything else you guys want to say or add? No. No, not at all. Just to be thankful. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Creed and Clarity. They are some kind of special kids. And I know everyone, uh, you know, your your kids are special as well, and I certainly don't want to imply that uh, they are any more so than any others, but their story is amazing, and, uh, you know, I, it, it's so interesting that after five years, they still are so thankful, and they tell us all the time, uh, we, we talk to the kids all the time about this, after we eat, the, the kids, uh, every meal, I mean, they, they'll say, thank you, Daddy, we eat today, thank you, Mommy, we eat today. We're like, you don't have to say that anymore, we're going to eat every day, but they still say it, and they mean it. And so it just makes you again, pause and reflect and be thankful. And I hope that that episode challenges everyone uh, to pause a little bit and maybe, you know, as difficult as things might get sometimes to realize, you know what, Uh, we still have it pretty good. And man, our schools are pretty good. And it's just a great privilege and honor to be able to attend those and attend those safely. So I hope that their story inspires you 
And, uh, you know, take a moment and thank your school. Thank your teachers. Thank your principals, your headmasters. And, uh, um, you know, even uh, if you're a student listening to this, thank mom and thank dad. I think that'd be important too. And uh, know that, wow, we, we really are blessed to be here. And uh, my ultimate Thanksgiving uh, this year is I, I'm just thankful uh, that what Christ has done for me. And uh, I've, I've never been shy about that to say that on these episodes. I'm thankful for his salvation and thankful that uh, he has provided, a, uh, again, this amazing country uh, that I'm able to live in and was able to go to school myself. So anyway, I'm thankful today and I hope that that inspires you as well. And uh, I'll be back next week with a new episode and we'll get back next week. I've got a great interview coming. Uh, I've interviewed one of the uh, uh, students who did a great scholarship project and now she's been out of school for a while. And so I will introduce you next week to an amazing young lady. And we recorded the interview last week and it's just awesome. And I think she'll also inspire many of you and especially students out there to uh, go do something amazing and not only help others and get great resumes and scholarship apps, but change your own life in the process. So I'm excited to send that to you uh, next week through this podcast. And you can find all my classes on chadcargill.com specifically go to calendar.chadcargo.com. You can see where I'm at. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back and talk to you again soon.